The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Imagine for a moment how healing it would be to understand the sources of abuse and pain in your life, and how healing it also might be for the deceased to ask forgiveness for the abuse they caused. For example, imagine if you could see how your abusive parent had himself been abused as a child, and imagine how guilty that parent must feel now watching from the other side as the results of their abuse play out in their children's, grandchildren's, and great-grandchildren's lives as the chain of abuse goes forward through the generations. Well, our return guest, Robin Richardson, has developed the psychotherapy to bring about that kind of healing between the living and those who have crossed to the other side. Robin was a guest on NDE Radio just four weeks ago, where she described her NDE as an infant and how it has led her to the career in psychotherapy and hypnotherapy that she is involved in today. Robin is a licensed psychotherapist practicing in the Sarasota, Florida area. Her additional training includes being a certified clinical trauma professional and a national board-certified clinical hypnotherapist. She underwent a near-death experience when she was less than a year old when she succumbed to the 1957 influenza pandemic known as the Asian flu. And you can hear that part of Robin's story in her NDE radio interview of April 9th, 2018, when you click on our past shows button. Robin, welcome back to NDE Radio. Well, thank you um, for having me back. I appreciate this wonderful opportunity to reach out to everyone. Well, there's a there's a whole other part to your story that uh, I think the audience is going to find fascinating. So, Robin, tell our audience how you've been able to reconcile generational problems between the living and, and those who've passed over. Well, what I've been able to do is synthesize, if you will, from a number of different philosophies and sources and healing practices and combine it in a way that kind of custom tailors it to each client for their healing process. If you can imagine, it creates opportunities or opens doors to a multi-generational healing process, really by resolving past hurts, wrongs, uh, situations that were very, very tumultuous, and it creates a new path of interactions for the person here on earth who's hurting, who may not have been able to resolve those situations, or sometimes it can happen, they can resolve them if the, you know, if the individuals um, are still here on earth, um, and they can have that conversation with their mother, their father, their sibling, their kid, uh, so, but what happens is when we were able to do this, client, it, it allows them to be empowered. It allows them to act, enact a beautiful new path, a way of proceeding so that they can see a whole new way of connections and a way to define themselves in this new created healing path. And what I've been able to do is 
utilize it from both a, I guess there's healings in many different ways, uh, Lee, but I've incorporated the Huna practice where the ancient Hawaiians literally would bring in forgiveness from all parties involved, both sets of the families, um, aunts, uncles, all kinds of generations, both on earth and in the other dimensions, but also the genogram practice as a licensed psychotherapist that I teach. Uh, genograms is basically doing an accounting of all the generations, at least when I do it, I, I have enough time in session to be able to do it four generations on mm. both sides. And be able, a genogram is a little bit different than just doing a family tree because what it does is it charts the individuals, the relationships, whether um, the birth date, the death date, the physical, any kind of health, physical issues, but also the emotional aspects. So was there a cut-off relationship? Was there also um, an enmeshed relationship? Was there mental health issues? Was there alcoholism? Was there drug abuse? Was there OCD, ADHD? Was there rage? Was there verbal abuse, mental abuse? Was there sexual abuse? All this gets charted. And then when you start to see it, it unfolds a whole new way of looking at what the prior generations went through, what was gifted from above that then created like a, a snowball, if you will, in a downward fashion. And it can be wonderful opportunities. It could be wealth, but it could also be poverty. It could be trauma, but it could also be great love. And you'll see these the greatness comes through as well as the hurts, the problems, the abandonment. And when you can get that kind of forgiveness and the individual starts to see what their parents and their grandparents might have went through, that allows for an opening mentally and intellectually, seeing it in a whole new way and it allows forgiveness on so many different levels. But also... When you're able to do this kind of work, it creates a new path for the client, for them to see a bigger picture. And emotionally, with hypnotherapy, when you can get to that beautiful state, we can get emotional releases, a lots of forgiveness. And they can move past into this new path of perceiving themselves as a beautiful avatar of change for their generations that came before them and for the generations that will go into the future because they can be that change agent. And that is very empowering. And a lot of times people can actually feel, um, connect with their loved ones, uh, both on earth and in, in heaven above. And sometimes they may only be able to conceptualize it mentally and but it's it receives so so much healing on all different levels now you're using hypnotherapy to to uh, open up the the door for the for your clients as i understand it and uh to some extent i guess that would put them in a meditative state where they could imagine a deceased relative but on other occasions you might actually put them in contact with the real deceased relative so tell us about the differences between those two. So it's different layers 
because some individuals, I also have a vibrosound technology. Uh, it's a sound bed where you have uh, transducers that create a vibration that kind of course through the entire body. So it's a visceral uh, healing, a beautiful healing, but it also uh, allows for a more beautiful path into the theta state. So it uh, it's just another layer of wonderful healing that can happen that kind of facilitates this. So for those people who would like, because I you know, will only offer that which an individual may like to proceed with. But we have, I have that as a, as a beautiful assist, and I call it the 21st Century Technological Assist to Buddha Bliss. Uh, it's beautiful, but it allows that beautiful visceral, physical relaxation to come over the individual, takes them to a beautiful state, and in that state, you can create and have a connection to a higher state, higher levels that you can open up to and access. And in that state, you can do a true therapy. It could be an emotional where I will do a gestalt. You can imagine like the gestalt to chair therapy where you're talking to the other individual that has hurt you or wronged you. What would you say? And it, But also when you're in that beautiful state, you can... You can do it mentally. You can do the genograms mentally. But now, what if we put you in that state and you actually can start to access your higher state, your higher beautiful levels, and be open to starting to feel the other individual and make that beautiful connection from a higher self to a higher self. And not everyone, but some beautiful individuals have been able to allow themselves to actually feel deceased ones, to see them, to connect with them, and not just that, but to resolve past hurts, wrongs, and traumas. And that allows a whole new way of proceeding. Have you been witness to dialogues between uh, the living and the deceased? Yes. And you'll feel it. You know, you'll see a lot of times... When you're in a calmer state, which will happen when you're in a theta state, which will also happen, you have the music, you have all this beautiful um, access and other assists that will kind of help facilitate the journey. And you can imagine as a hypnotherapist, and I'm allowed to um, talk through the sound equipment so that literally you're feeling my voice. They're also kind of guiding or assisting you. So... Some individuals can all of a sudden will start to say, oh my gosh, I can see this person or I'm starting to feel that connection. I'm, you know, can physically start to unwind this and I'm feeling them. And I'll say, well, then what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are the, what is the other individual saying? What are you wanting to say? And so that's how it will start to, to open this pathway. And can you imagine not just being able to mentally resolve the differences, but at that moment to be able to do that from an interdimensional aspect with right. the spirit or, or soul? Do you find that it helps if a person's familiar with the actual 
um, social history of a grandfather, say, who or a great grandfather who might have gone through the depression or might have PTSD from being a soldier in World War II. Um, that kind of social setting that created so much pain in, in our ancestors that might have uh, manifested itself later in, a, in abuse or a cruelty or lack of ability to communicate that caused the, the traumas to go, go on and on. It keeps generations. Get, getting itself um, recreated and, and, it, and it's dropped down and it just keeps going down the generations. And I have been able to see a lot of people, what I will say is they have blind spots. We all have blind spots. None of us have perfect, you know, 360, you know, panoramic vision on all of aspects of ourself and life and the generations before. So just unraveling the genogram is an absolute healing process. And it does help when the individual may have that insight and then take a beautiful guided journey into relaxation so they can maybe open up some of these channels and pathways to receive uh, that kind of connection. And so it's absolutely uh, a beautiful way to proceed. Has it been done without the person knowing that? Yes, That they have been brought down to that beautiful state and you may have an intention to start an session, you know, a session a certain way. And sometimes other things happen that the soul or the spirit or the individual emotionally is ready to handle. And so it may go down that path in a whole different way. You may think that I might be going in to resolve, who knows, I've got a problem with my health and I'm coming in to see if I can figure that out and maybe something happens and another situation arises. Uh, so a lot of times it's almost like our high self, that connection that we have to all aspects of a higher, a higher um, knowledge within ourselves. It almost knows and that brings in that beautiful connection to, to loved ones from the past or even now, and it kind of knows what the person is emotionally ready to to handle. So you may think you might be doing something one way, and something else may evolve that is even more potent and more beautiful. So it has happened where we may not have even had something charted, might not have decided to go there, and as life is with all of its unexpected twists and turns, all of a sudden a person is saying, oh my gosh, I, I'm feeling, let's say, a grandfather who was very um, cantankerous, very, uh, you know, didn't want me to marry his, uh, you know, his grandson and was just a thorn in my side all the time. And, oh, he's starting to see I was able to do all this. And, and I said, what does he want to tell you? <laughs> and he's sorry, you know. He's trying. He's trying to make it right. You know. And so, such a beautiful healing experience can happen with something like that. Yeah. Do you think our ancestors are watching from above and regretting the the pain that they inflicted on their children, whose children or grandchildren are now still suffering from the effects of their original abuse? I think. I think that if. 
I'm, and I, I, I guess I'm coming at it from two different ways. From my own NDE, I do know that I was able to hear every thought, could feel every thought of those individuals that, uh, on earth and know what they were thinking and feeling. So I was able to see and perceive that. So I know that on the other side that we can do these things if our consciousness is directed in that fashion. I myself, is a, you know, I'm a mother of three, and I can take that next step uh, saying and feeling that can we, would we always want the best, and then if you can see that something happened in a good way, that's beautiful, and that's what prior NDEs have said, but also you have the ripple effect, both good and bad. Would an enlightened soul, seeing the good, be absolutely overjoyed with their children and their loved ones on earth, being able to receive those benefits and the bounty? Beautiful joyousness. But if they could, could have that chance to see maybe how an action had created a hurt or a wrong, would they not want to make it right? Absolutely. I believe that any soul would want that, whether they're on earth or in heaven. And so love is transcended. It, it loves between dimensions. So the love that you would exhibit on earth, I believe that you would exhibit in the heavens, and that would be part and parcel of it. Oh. And being in this theta state, do you think this opens a person up to um, not only to communication with ancestors, but also to uh, uh, what what a Christian would call the Holy Spirit, the a sense of um, a spiritual healing, uh, guardian angels, or however you want to envision that? Absolutely. happens all the time. Where you'll start to feel in each person's path, is a little different. Each person's understanding what they can see, what they can know, what they can experience. And so my job is to facilitate that, to open that a little bit more and assist in that beautiful way. But has that happened? Yes. Can it continue? And, you know, it's an opening. It's an opening to all those different dim- dimensions and assists. And if you can see our role, and we've always heard that if we could know how how beautiful it could be and how wonderful our spirits and souls are here on earth, we could be even more. And even as Jesus said, Jesus said, these things I do, you can do these and greater things. So that's that remembering that we can do these things, who we are, what we're here for. And a beautiful technique that I have that can allow people to start to envision this, that can facilitate this, is to have a mirror, look at the mirror, look at yourself, and then look at all the generations behind you that are standing behind you, that that you, it brought, brought you into existence on this life. So there's grandparents, there's great-grandparents, there's the ones, you know, onward, that keeps going, and then you're there with your life and your purpose and the ability to do these things on earth. And now look into the future and see maybe your children, 
their children all into the future and that you can be that avatar, that change agent, both having the ancestors cheering you on as you can proceed in this new, beautiful, new mission to enact into this world and create that. But also now we have all the prior generations and all the future generations because, as Einstein said, past, present, and future are all one, simultaneous. But now we can then open it up not just to souls but to all the other angels, uh, any kind of helper, assist, spiritual guide on all levels. That's a multitude of helpers loving you and assisting you mm. on your mission for healing. Could you uh, give our audience a couple of examples of, uh, in, in, of course, keeping your clients anonymous uh, of, of, of events you've um, experienced? Well, what I was, you know, what I can say is, uh, and there will be no names. So what I'm going to try to do is to show, uh, I'll try to keep it as um, as careful as I can to not divulge any information that could identify anyone. Of course. So let's say we have a situation where it can be an emotional wound that can then create all kinds of problems in a person's life. So let's say we have an individual who may have had a horrible, let's say, an abusive father. And they have, a, let's say, a wonderful, loving mother. But if the father was abusive towards the mother, physically, mentally, in all many different manners, and a young boy was very upset but didn't had anger and rage. If you can imagine your mother being beaten, imagine the little boy that would be so upset and angry um, and rage-filled. He wants to help his mother. His mother's being beaten in front of him. So can you imagine the trauma that that little boy would have? So then he grows up and perhaps maybe he gets involved in drugs. He may have, uh, you know, situations where he acts out. And he's reacting too, but he doesn't know why. And a lot of the, the different therapies and rehab units and all this, um, you know, he'll go in and then just not be able to remain clean. And now imagine, if you will, you can identify for that individual the reasons why He's acting out and wanting to go into a destructive way or numb the pain. Because a lot of times with substance abuse and um, any type of situation, people either trying to numb the pain, they're trying to make the thoughts go away or suppress them, because that will happen with trauma. So you try to suppress it, you'll make it go away, you'll have the, the intrusive memories so that you you know, you're trying to make them go away. So you may drink, you may drug, you may act out, you may get angry, you have reckless behavior. Uh, so in that kind of situation, being able to identify why 
the, release the trauma is that was what was happening. Oh my God, my father, I'm trying to protect my mother. And let's say he then, um, you know, the father went after the, the, the little boy and started hurting him. Now, so imagine the rage, imagine the hurt, imagine a betrayal. But then that little boy is walking around, grows into a man and doesn't understand why he's so angry or so upset. And now it could be a twisted, like a, a very entwined situation. So you can get to the original trauma. Oh my goodness, I'm so angry at my father. I can't believe he hurt my mother. I can't believe he's done this. I can't believe he hurt me and then was beating me. I'm so angry. He had no right to do that. Mm-hmm. And then once you can get through the anger and release the trauma of it, because that it's right to be, it's justifiable, righteous anger. Release that. Get it out of you physically, viscerally, emotionally, and psychically. But then the other part of this is, how in the world am I ever going to forgive? Can you then imagine that little boy, your father, that was so injured and rejected and frightened and beat by his own father? Is that how he envisioned this and and identified and role modeled and then passed the behavior forward? Could you as the adult then hold your father as a little boy and teach him and show him compassion? That wasn't right that he got all the beatings. And that starts the forgiveness process. And you might even be able, and you can have a tremendous healing from that. But then, let's say, now all of a sudden you go, wait a second. But I hate myself, because I'm part of him. And that's why the healing and forgiving has to be there. Because as you forgive your father... You're forgiving yourself, and then you're bringing that other understanding. How could he have done that to my mom? Oh, my God, it was done to him. He didn't deserve that either. And then that starts the whole process of the forgiveness from a generational standpoint, not just one generation, two, three, four, and have all the prior generations going, I can't believe this Ball got rolling and no one was able to stop it. Can you please stop it on your watch? Mm-hmm. And the then Bible that tells individual, us, yes, can stand up and say, say, yes, I can do it. Yeah. The Bible says the sins of the father visited to the seventh generation. And it's really a psychological insight into the way our patterns manifest themselves over and over from generation to generation, getting that perspective on how your parent as a little boy, say, uh, suffered as well as, as can really be a mind-opening experience. Um, That's how you learn to forgive because yeah. then you turn around and say, oh, my God, they even had it worse than me. I love yeah. that poor little fractured little vulnerable child. And then when you can hold that child, now look what happened. That man or group of individuals that has done this can turn around from a self-loathing, I hate my father, I'm so angry, now I hate myself because I'm a product of him, 
now turns around and forgives his father, loves his father, and now enacts all the prior seven generations before as helpers to helping him get it right in this generation to creating and forging a new life for the whole family tree. You know, this is like, um, I don't know whether you believe in the possibility of reincarnation or not, but this is like a psychological reincarnation where your father is suddenly your son. Your, mm-hmm. your grandfather is suddenly your, your daughter. That the, as you can see, as you can change the roles that you envision them in and understand where they're coming from, you are in a fa- in fact, um, manifesting them in a, in a, in a different fam- familial role. Let's put it that way. When your father Mentally becomes your child. And conceptu- right. Conceptually, you can do that. You can also just see the entire timeline. Like, if you will, like Edgar Casey said, that soul has an entire timeline. And so if our souls have these eternal timelines, and we can see another soul's timeline, yeah. we can choose. Robin, yeah. I hate to say, but we yeah, are... Go ahead. We are out of time for today. All right. And I want to, I want to thank you again for sharing your story and for, um, uh, telling us about the techniques that you use to bring people to healing and forgiveness and, and how that can really cross over to the other side. Uh, tell our audience where they can find your website. It is, um, Navo, um, healing.com spelled N like Nancy, O U like umbrella. Be like Victor, E-A-U, healing.com. I'm in Sarasota, uh, Florida, and my phone number is 941-957-8737. Thanks so much, oh. Lee. Oh, thank you, Robin. This has been great. Uh, if any of the audience would like to hear this program again or any of our more than 240 programs to date, just go to our website at nderadio.org. For more information about IANDS, check their website out at IANDS.org. And be with us again next week, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.